Hey everyone, welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sauer, sitting here in the studio with our buddy, or my buddy, Nate Hyatt. Our buddy. You know, I've got mental problems. Our buddy. You know, depends on the day. Um, our guest wasn't able to make it today, so we're just going to do something kind of short and to the point, just similar to a to the point, and uh, just bring that to you and uh, just hopefully add some value to your day. We were discussing a little bit of kind of what we wanted to discuss since we were having to pivot, you know, kind of on, uh, on a very short time. Last 30 minutes. Yeah. I didn't really let Nick no, so that's that's on me. Yeah, you I'll, terrible person. I'll take Who does that? On that one. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's been I, a busy few weeks, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, so through my seventy-five hard journey, and then like listening to Andy Frisilla, you know, he talks a lot about how essentially we're kind of as a society indentured to you know servitude, and the fact that they want us to eat like shit, they want us to be addicted to the food, so we buy it. They want us to do nothing but sit around and binge watch Netflix, so that we're you know, spending more money with their companies, watching their ads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I always kind of like it, it made sense to me, but where it really got dug in was on the new television series, 1923. And here I am talking about learning a lesson from media that was, you know, portrayed to me. But I'm also selective. You know, like I watched 1883, Yellowstone, 1923, and I don't just... Only the right wing one. <laughs> so just he's brainwashed by the right wing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but my thing is, is like, uh, I really kind of, I, I do my best to kind of choose my media. I don't just watch things to watch them. You know, like I watched Top Gun Maverick because it was pro-America, mm-hmm. you know, pro-freedom, all that good stuff. So, uh, and, but it was interesting. So I digress. And to 1923... So they're in, in Bozeman, Montana, and obviously the 1920s. Um, they're hit by a drought and locusts and all that other good stuff, and they're having a really tough time. They're having to drive the cattle way high up into the mountains to get them to survive, but then they're worried about bears and wolves because the bears and wolves are high up in the mountains as well. So they're having to, you know, make cow- cowboys, cowboys to sit with them. So they come down into Bozeman after they get the cattle driven up there, and they're kind of taking, you know, a day to handle some business and also some pleasure. Well, there's a guy standing on the street and he's selling electric washing machines, refrigerators, etc. And so electricity is a new thing. The electric washer is a new thing. And he's basically selling it to them for convenience of, hey, ladies, you'll have more time to do other things, clean other things or entertain guests or whatever, because you can put your clothes in here, set it and forget it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, how, how do, do, can we buy these? And they say, no, we rent them to you. Which they guys were like, okay, that's kind of stupid, you know. And the guy said, this doesn't make any sense to me. So you sell us the electricity and then you sell us the machines that take the electricity, which then we now have to pay you monthly for. They said, why would we buy these things? Because we no longer work for ourselves. We now work for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, like that's crazy. I never thought about it that way because to me, washing machines have always existed, right? Um, televisions have always existed. I've never known a world without them. I've never Most known of the any technology different. that we have has been around for 90% of our lives. Yeah. And I never I don't know. You may have cell phones may not have been around when you were a kid. No, that's actually very true because, um, they were in the late eighties, they were the big brick Motorola phones. Mm-hmm. And so those, they were definitely very much a luxury item. Not many people had them. And then I remember in the early nineties, my dad got one of the, you know, bag phones mm-hmm. and literally paid by the minute. It was like 30 cents a minute or something like that. It was insane. And of course, you know, some places it worked, some places it didn't. And there was no portability because it had to be plugged into power in a car. Yeah. Um, which to then was portable, but not like p- put it in your f- pocket and walk anywhere you want portable. 
And then eventually they had batteries that you could put in the bag and then carry the bag phone around with you. I remember, carry it around a car battery. Well, I remember <laughs> golfing with my grandpa. When we were younger, they'd have the bag phone and he'd have the battery because grandma was not in the best health. So that was our, our way of getting out and doing things. And if grandma needed something, she could always call. So that was kind of cool. But, um, you know, I never looked at it from the sense of, okay, all these things I have, they require electricity for use. So now I'm paying for the electricity. I'm paying for the device and now I'm paying for the subscription to consume media on the device that I paid for, that I paid for the electricity to run. And I was just like, whoa. And then now you pay for, on those subscriptions, you pay a premium so you don't get their ads. Yeah, I remember when Hulu first came out, it was like, hey, you can watch our stuff for free if you want, but here's the ads. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, hey, now we have Hulu Premium or whatever they called it. But then, you, but hey, you still have to watch ads, and it's like, what? <laughs> like, wait a minute. So that's where it's beneficial to be a computer nerd. Yep. And then I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And that's all the further I'll say on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was just interesting, and and I'd never really thought of it through that mindset before. Of, I mean, Andy constantly says that our um, our debt is their equity. And and I think that we don't necessarily need to look at that in the sense of just our money, right? But what is our what is right now? What is your most valuable asset, right? Time. Yeah. So like when before we came here, you were basically rushed because I was kind of waiting on you. I mean, mm -hmm. you weren't rushed, but you know what I mean. Of there's only 24 hours in a day, right? You can always make more money. That's possible. Yeah. There's always more money to be made. Um, Can't make more time. Cannot make more time. There's a, the, the earth rotating around the sun is pretty constant. <laughs> Let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so so I think it's interesting because if you take our time, if you look at it from a purely business standpoint, if you take our time away from being better, right, and you channel the the little money that you get from your time that you spend at your eight to five job, and you funnel it back to those people. You're not creating anything. You're not creating anything that adds value or benefit to you or society. So you're enriching them by being fat, lazy, and doing nothing but watching that and eating their food. Yeah. So what do you think about this? Is kind of off topic a little bit, um, but like, there's some companies that are going to unlimited paid or unlimited time off. So like Idea Tech here in town, mm -hmm. they like. If your salary over a certain dollar amount and you get all your work done, you can take all the time off you want. I think I whether think it, you've been there 60 days or 15 years. So here's how I see it is you, you, you have people that in the, in today's day and age in society that they see showing up to work every day, putting in the eight hours, coming in when I'm sick or putting in 10 hours, but only getting paid for eight hours. Like, like there's a, there's this like culture among society that that's admirable, mm -hmm. like, like burning yourself out for someone else is admirable, which I think the, that is changing. That's changing. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like the right time to quit your job. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm 10 years from retirement, but I'm fucking miserable. You know, my retirement's going to be great. Like, okay, well, so you're gonna be miserable for 10 more years, but your retirement's going to be good. Like that's, a lot can happen in that 10 years, yeah. you know. 
Like you may not be able to enjoy retirement. You could build an entire new multi-million dollar business in that time mm-hmm. if you quit and go do something that you got to risk it. Yeah, I know a guy that's getting ready to do that. Um, so I, uh, um, I think it's interesting because it will. I think it's like the, it's going to end up being the trash taking itself out because you're going to see you're going to see people that abuse that right. Mm-hmm. And as long as the business sticks to its, so, I mean, for me, it would be like, as long as your work's done, that's the line. That's the litmus test. That's the line in the sand. If you take advantage of me and this amazing (laughs) benefit that I'm giving you. And there's multiple companies that are doing this. I can't remember. There There was another one that I heard of, a bigger one in the area that's doing the same thing. Well, look at it. Look at it on a smaller scale. Okay. Um, Companies like Google. Um, they have time during the day. So like there's an eight hour day. Um, like I don't remember what the time frame was or if it's once a month, once a week, whatever it is, but they can take like one or two hours of their day or their, you know, week or whatever it is, uh, whatever that is and, and work on whatever it is they want to work on Mm -hmm. no matter whether. So say like you're in VOIP voice over IP stuff and you're working on their Google voice stuff, but you can then choose to work on say YouTube if you want like this plugin for YouTube, even though that's not your job description. And they found that allowing people to have that creative freedom, they're making amazing things for the company that benefit the company and increases profitability. I think you're going to find the same thing with something like that. Not to mention you're going to be attracting quality employees because everybody wants that, right? Like everybody's going to look at that and go, hell yeah. And, and not to mention if you run the numbers of it, of like, I could put in like three 12 hour days and maybe even work some at night when I'm at home too, if I wanted. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they can and have like work remote. five, like work three days a week if I wanted to. And then uh, like, who wouldn't want to do that? But then again, you're going to have those people that get lazy. And as long as the company holds the line in the sand and doesn't allow people, because that would be a big snowball effect is you have people that are starting seeing other people that don't have to work and aren't getting their stuff done. But now it's going to say somebody like you, Nate, because you're reliable. Now you're catching more work, having to work longer while this person gets less. So as long as that line in the sand is clearly stated and held, it'll work. Yep. But the minute that they don't hold that line in the sand, that, that you're going to, you're going to, shit's going to go downhill in a hurry. Employees are going to start running off like crazy. Yes. Well, and, and not only that, but you're going to have a significant decrease in productivity mm-hmm. because you're essentially going to have, and then you're going to lose those quality employees that you had. But I think it's an interesting approach, you know, um, to, to that's the, the solution or the, the, the problem of not having enough people to work yeah. your jobs right now. No, I mean, and like we said, you know, like your time is valuable and, a lot of people don't want to spend their time at work. Well, and look at it this way too. Imagine if you were someone like you, for instance, that, you know, you have all these other irons in the fire. So now I'm making my essentially eight to five money that I'm using to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the electricity, gas, water, rent, mortgage, whatever. Okay. Now I have free time to go and work on other revenue streams. Or other, it doesn't have to just be revenue streams or other philanthropic things, even if it's your your free time or hobbies or whatever. So, you know, there's, there's so much value add there as well, because now you can, you can work your eight to five, pay your bills and then go out and make other money that you can now play with, invest with, et cetera. Yeah. I think it's a unique opportunity for people that really know what the hell they're doing. 
I would agree. I think it's pretty awesome that companies are starting to do that kind of stuff. Well, I think that companies are getting backed into a corner where they're having to do stuff like that. I mean, I'm watching law enforcement agencies giving $10,000 signing bonuses. Ten grand. Like, normally signing bonuses were like 500 maybe a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was for the really good departments. And and now you have small agencies like Park City, uh, Bel Air. They're given ten grand if you're a certified law enforcement officer to where they can basically just put you on the street. Yeah. And then and so I mean co- companies and places are realizing that we can't do business as usual. We just can't. And so now, how do we essentially entice people to come here? And that's why you're seeing those rapid shifts like that. You've got to sell your company, you know. Yeah. As, like to get employees. Well, and, and you know it. You've got a business degree. We've discussed it many times on this podcast. Take care of your customers. They'll take care of your employees. Mm-hmm. Or take care of your employees. They'll take care of your customers. That's right. And so, you know, I think it's good that we've kind of seen that shift now in our society. Now it will be interesting to see the shift in the society where you can actually take maternity leave with like both parents and things like that. Because, you know, we've talked on here how two-parent households are a very important thing. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to like maternity and paternity leave, that, you know, seeing those shifts too where companies are just giving that as like a an across-the-board thing. Like if your wife was pregnant. Because I know that when my wife had kids and stuff and like she'd be up all day with the kids or whatever and then I had to go to work and work nights. So now she's up all night as well. So it'd be cool to see where you could, you know, get those other benefits in there. I know there are some companies that do, but... Yeah, few and far between. Yeah. So what are some other ideas that you would like to see companies do to help entice employees to stay or to be productive? Like what are some of your mind's eye of what you would do if you were a boss? Uh, Like working overtime. Like I don't feel like you should have to work overtime to make ends meet, you know? So kind of like uh, Sandhills does? We pay our we pay our um, employees a livable wage, so that's why they don't take tips. Yeah. Something similar to that. I mean. That mindset. But, yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to work overtime to pay your bills, you know. You shouldn't have to work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. But part of that is people not being responsible to and overspending. Well, yeah. What they earn. Yeah, that's, I, I, think I can see that's not all on the employer, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's, but, I mean, the availability, if they want to, they can. I mean, right? I yeah. mean, like, that wouldn't be frowned upon. But yeah. not a, you got to do it just to put food on the table. Yeah. I, th- I mean, a 40-hour work week. Even that's like a lot, it seems like. Um, How do you feel of something like four tens? Or If I were to do a company, that's what it's going to be. Really? It's going to be four tens. Okay. Well, I was just curious of like what it would be because I know that in law enforcement, there's all kinds of different schedules. Mm-hmm. You've got tens, you've got twelves, you've got eights, you've got all these different rotations that people work and stuff. And so I was just curious like in the construction world of... Or even just like a regular eight to five world. The only issue in the construction world is people will be like, why aren't you working on my house on a Friday? You know, so that's got to be something like you got to communicate up front with your customers. Say, hey, this is I how take we do care business. of my guys. We do it this way. You know, we won't be here Fridays. So, um, but if you're doing the right things and you're getting things done and there's always progress and, you know, like you're moving along, um, most of the time they're not going to have an issue with that. So. Well, like you said, oh, like we, you've always heard people talk about in most jobs, communication being the big key. You know, Andrea was telling me that that she had a meeting with Sterling Services where they 
they actually reached out to the employees and said like, Hey, come to this meeting. We need to know like what to do better, what we're doing bad and what we're doing, what we need to do better. And Andrea came prepared. Like she had, she said she had two pages of notes and she said most of it was like good stuff. Like here's the stuff we're doing well, but like then here's some things we can improve on. Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, they were supposed to have a, a rather large meeting involving, you know, high, higher ups in the company and big stakeholders. Well, then because of weather or something. Oh, no, it was the day that uh, the FAA grounded all the flights. Mm. Um, the, the meeting got canceled. Well, then that never made it down the chain to the people that were like like project managers and the line people that that meeting had gotten canceled. And, and it wasn't a huge deal. It wasn't like it completely altered their day and it was this huge hiccup. Yeah. But um, she was just like, you know, small things like that are kind of like what's coming down the pipeline just so we can maybe be ready or be informed and stuff like that. So um, what you're saying is, and that was my segue into like just communication. So not only communication with your employees, but then communication also with your customers as well. And then like make sure make sure that you're realistically setting those expectations. Yep. And, and that's a, I mean, it's a big thing. A lot of those successful contractors and stuff, you know, they have to take time to sit there and catch up on text messages or emails and just like make sure everything is good to go for the next day or the day after you know good to go for the weekend and it's it can be a lot for some people so what happens if like say um, you're doing the four tens and on tuesday somebody needs a day off could they come in on friday and do like some of the work that they would have maybe missed on tuesday well it depends you know like some of that stuff like in construction like you got a three-man crew you're framing there's not a whole lot one guy could do by himself on some stuff but if you were doing like finish work then one guy could do something like that okay well um but you know and also it depends like where that employee's at like if you can trust them to get that work done and not have to have someone like checking over it you know what do you think of the whole unlimited time off i guess i never really got you you know you asked the question and got my input but what about yours i See, I I like it. The only issue I see is, like, what gives the long-term people, like, the 15, 20-year people, you know, they've got eight weeks of vacation saved up for being there for so long, you know? Like, where does that, where do they get that benefit now? Yeah. Do you monetarily make that up for them? Yeah, I was going to say, do you just buy, buy out some of that? Buy out, like half or a quarter of the time or something. Cause I mean, if you got eight weeks of time buying them out, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say to at least do something, give them the option. Like I, I would, if it were me and I were in that standpoint, because I knew that mainly when you make big changes like that, most of the time they benefit the newer people. And then the, the people that have been there a while kind of get screwed when you make big changes like yeah. that. So and you I, really want to make sure to take care of those ones who've got you to where you're at, you know, yeah. you, they got you to that point where you could make that jump, you know? Yeah. You know, give them an option of some kind of like, Hey, you know, I know you're kind of getting screwed on this. Do you want like a 10% pay increase? Do you want me to pay you out on 25% of this or 10% of your time off? Like give them like help them to like own the decision. Right. So they don't feel just left out, mm-hmm. you know, give them a series of options to choose from that way. When they make the choice, they own it. That way they can't say that like you fucked them over because you forced something on them. Yeah. Like you can, you then say like, if they go to complain about it, be like, that was your choice. If you wanted the 10% pay increase, that should have been the thing that you chose. So I think that's kind of help how just you help. make sure those people feel like they're taken yes, care of. Right. Right. Um, or even seek their input. 
because I think most of the time the the people that have been there a long time, I know that there are sometimes that I've felt that way. Um, luckily, I've been I've been lucky, and when they bumped the starting people's pay, they kind of bumped mine kind of linearly in line with that. Mm-hmm. So I've been blessed there, and I don't have anything to complain about. And I'm but not, not all agencies have done. But that. not all agencies mm-hmm. have done that. So get their input of hey we're looking at making this change and i and recognize them i can see how this would negatively affect you what are some ways that you think that like you can essentially get the value add out of this like you can feel like you're receiving a benefit because i could see how this would make you feel like you're getting screwed like i've put my time in you know there were a couple of times that i heard some of the people that were getting hired on the city of sterling were getting 120 hours of leave a a year well it used to be year one through 10 was 80 or 96 hours of leave. Um, and that was, that was eight hours a month is what you got. And you had to year one through 10 at year 10, that went up from eight hours a month to 10 hours a month. And you got extra quote unquote extra time off. Yeah. And so is that when you say leave, is that vacation or is yeah, that just, sick just time? Vacation, or? Just vacation. Okay. Sick times accrued at the same, no matter what. Okay. And it was like six or eight hours a month as well, something like that. Yeah, which that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're lucky there too because we have sick time, uh, comp time, personal time, and vacation. So yeah. I have all those different kind of leave choices to choose from. The personal time is just eight hours a year. It's here's eight hours for your birthday. Yeah, take it for whatever you want. Uh, and then of course you get like bereavement leave as well. If you have a death in the family, you get three days of bereavement leave as well. Um. But that's not just something you can take any time. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, I think, uh, you know, this just all stems back to, you know, if we kind of go back to the beginning of the podcast of just, you know, there's nothing wrong with watching TV. There's nothing wrong with consuming entertainment. There's nothing wrong with going to eat a piece of cheesecake from time to time, right? There's nothing wrong with drinking a beer. Yes. In moderation with everything. Yeah. So... You know, just make sure that you're not being wholly controlled, you know, through being addicted to food. Because um, I'm going to put a tinfoil hat on real quick. Go back and search who the three largest owners of the biggest food companies in America are. And that will tell you everything you need to know about addiction. And then so, you know, just making sure that you're like like Andy says, personal excellence, excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Just go out and be personally excellent. Find yourself places like Idea Tech to work. Or places like that that will like honor and value you as an employee and, you know, help see you succeed because ultimately that's what leadership should be doing, whether that's with your company or someone else. I mean, hopefully they're doing a good job to where you want to stay there and all that other good stuff. But if you choose to go somewhere and they hate on you, they've told you everything that you need to know about them. And Andy talks about it like you want to train those people under you to take your job so that you could move up and do more bigger picture things, you know. And whether that's like to do your job within your company or not, like say someone splits off um, from your company, um, don't burn that bridge. Yeah. You know, because you can use them. You can use that relationship and you can grow together. Yeah. Say, and also make yourself more profitable. Yes. Because they can take some of that weight off your shoulders in that same area and you guys can still work together. I'm not going to argue that one bit. Makes perfect sense. Well, that's pretty short, man. I gotta get in the shower for work, so let's uh, Me wrap too. it up, man. <laughs> Even though I'm going to bed before <laughs> work. <laughs> Take it away, good sir. 
Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Higher Points and our short little episode here. Hope you enjoyed it. We appreciate That's you guys fun. all listening and uh, Nick interrupting with his phone. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, <clears throat> we just appreciate the likes on social media and uh, check out um, our Instagram at the Higher Points and Facebook. Um, and don't forget that we are uh, renting out the studio if you guys want to come in and record something. It's here for it. So you guys have a good week, and we'll chat at you later. Catch up with you next time.